In this week's episode, I'm joined by my good friend, Charlene Willis, keynote speaker and leadership coach. This week, our conversation is about Congress's first openly black lesbian, Walmart removing degree requirements, and more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Let's get started. Charlene, your highness, will you please introduce yourself? <laughs> Thank you. That's an inside joke. Just so you all know, I, I don't really have but royal. I don't have any royalty blood, except just only in my own head. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm uh, Charlene Wheelis. As Bernadette said, I am a keynote speaker. I'm an inspirational leadership speaker and a leadership coach. I'm also an author. You know, what author doesn't plug her book, You Are Enough. And just really excited to be here because I'll do anything for my friend Bernadette. So. Oh, thank you. You are very precious to me as well. So thank you. And I love your book, by the way. I think your book is just so raw, it honest. Is it is so candid. Um, it is really a breathtaking book. And I think everyone, regardless of who they are, how they identify any of that, I think everyone can learn and be inspired by your book. So oh, thank you. Thank and you. I, I treasure my uh, autographed copy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Of course for you. Of course. So, so one of the themes in your book is authenticity. And, and I wrote about that this week in the five things newsletter about how there was a time in my career when I was a wedding planner in which I really felt very fake because I was in it more to be an LGBTQ advocate, not so much because I loved pretty weddings. <laughs> and so, you know, but I did it for a long time. So there right. was a, a lot of time that I felt that I felt really inauthentic. Mm -hmm. I've and in hindsight, I kind of know that I didn't let my personality shine I definitely wasn't as playful. I was more stiff, um, more reserved. But you know, now it's I feel like a completely different person. And so you are an authenticity expert. Can you <laughs> can you give advice for folks on how they can be more authentic and what the value is at work? Yeah, I mean, I think. Oh well, for one thing, um, Bernadette, the person you were you were describing, I've never met that person. Right. You <laughs> didn't let her personality shine. I've always known you as this vibrant person. But, you know, the easiest thing about authenticity is really to just be yourself, you know, and to, you know, obviously we want to always pay attention to manners and things like that, you know, <laughs> so don't take it to the extreme. But, you know, authenticity is so important because that's your unique gift. If every time you start to say something or do something that feels natural to you and you stop yourself and say, oh, well, what would they really want to hear? And then and that's what you say. You're really not being yourself. 
you know, and I think you, I think you can only on this side, I think you can only see it a little bit, but I have a poster thing up there that says, let your light shine. And it's a, um, it's a Bible from a Bible verse. And I have it up there because for so long in corporate, I really felt like I was being told directly or indirectly to dim my light. And so what is authenticity? Authenticity is letting your light shine. And when you do that, you feel better about who you are and you lose that mask, that coat of armor, that hypervigilance that takes up so much energy just to get through the day. It sounds amazing, but it also can be a little bit easier said than done, especially from folks from traditionally marginalized groups. So, mm -hmm. you know, when folks are concerned about how they'll be perceived or racism or something as mm -hmm. direct as racism or homophobia, like how how do they let their like how do you do that? How do you fight past all the potential fears? Well, you know, I think you have to decide what what side you're going to be on and there may be more than one and what i mean by that is early on in my career i decided that i was going to be a trailblazer right so i went places where i was tolerated not celebrated right not everybody has that kind of courage or needs to have that kind of courage and to those people i say go where you're celebrated not where you're tolerated you know, you can only, you know, there are people who are meant to fight the system. Uh, and I happen to think that I'm one of them. And there are other people who maybe their gifts are, are different. And I think, and it took me a long time to learn this lesson. But if you have to put so much energy into just getting up and getting to where you work or where you go to school, you know, make a choice to do something different somewhere else, right? Because, you know, everybody always says it, but, you know, life is too short and it really is too short to be someone else. That makes a lot of sense. And that sort of is one of your quotes, right? Make that choice. like Yes, it's choice, not chance that changes your life. Yes, I love that. Will you just give a 20 second explanation of what choice, not chance means? Yeah. Um, so I, I came up with this because I believe that throughout our lives, we have opportunities to make decisions at pivotal points. And in those times, we either make a choice or we leave it to chance. And when we make those choices, we are choosing to have the life, the career, the relationship, the workforce, whatever it is that we want. So it truly is choice, not chance. Mm -hmm that changes everything. And I really try to encourage people choose before chance takes over. I love it. Thank you. And and my conversations with you, I always find very inspiring. And, and one of the things that you said today that's inspired me is, um, well, in the chat now, we see authenticity is letting your light shine. I decided just last week what my 2024 word of the year is. And it's mm -hmm. shine. So oh, that's great. That's very aligned. Great. Yes. All right. So let's move into this week's good vibes. The first story comes from Walmart, which is rewriting job descriptions for many corporate roles to remove degree requirements if the candidate has the necessary skills through prior experience or alternative learning. So one of many companies starting to make this shift. And it's awesome because especially folks from traditionally marginalized backgrounds, they're less likely to have degrees. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and you're less likely to be referred to college, right? And often you're told, oh, well, that, you know, that's a stretch school. Maybe you should, you should do something else. And so I really um, applaud Walmart for this. And I don't applaud them often. Often, <laughs> I really applaud them for this because I tell you, I know people who have degrees who are dumb as a doorknob. And I know other people, I guess that was probably not the right saying <laughs> to use, but it, it's, it's, you know, not it's, literally. No. <laughs> um, I know others, someone who I just adore comes to mind who did not go to college and he's brilliant, you know, and think about, and not only that, you know, there's a lot to be said for being scrappy and having to figure things out. And when you bring all of those different pieces and people together you know, just imagine what can what can be created, you know, and having a degree doesn't just automatically make you qualify. I mean, how many of us graduated from college and then said, well, what am I qualified to do? Yep. Right. So I really applaud Walmart and I hope other companies follow suit. I really do, because they're missing out on some great talent just because they didn't go to college. And a lot of times it's because they didn't have that opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. So this is definitely something we'll hopefully we'll see more of. I love it. Love it. Love it. And, you know, especially in fields like cybersecurity, data analytics, you don't need degrees. You can get really great certificate programs. Google has a, a certificate program and then they hire from that. So it's mm -hmm. definitely the, the way I think we'll start seeing more companies go. Right. The second story comes from Lincoln Park Zoo here in Chicago, which recently launched Memory Enrichment, a groundbreaking monthly program for those folks with dementia, creating a welcoming space for connection with wildlife and community building. So this uh, combines education, multi-sensory experiences, low impact physical activity, and it mirrors common practices found in memory cafes. So this goes along with some of the zoo's other accessibility programs like Sensory Friendly Hours, ASL, and more. I love this. Wow, that's great. And are the, um, the participants, do they get any kind of interaction with animals? I believe that they do with, with the guide, of course, like they have specific times that they run this program mm -hmm. and they do get interaction with the animals. And I think that there are some like reflection activities where there's like facilitated discussion about for, you know, I don't know, prior experiences with the animals. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but. Right, right. Well, I, I think animals have um, huge healing power. I, you know, I really do. Of course, as you know, I have three dogs to so take care of my three personalities. Now. But, you know, one of the most spiritual, not, not religious, but spiritual experiences I ever had was when I went on safari in Africa with my family. And one morning I'm standing out in the Masamara, I didn't pronounce that correctly, and um, I'm standing there and I'm seeing lions, I'm seeing gazelles, I'm seeing giraffes, and it's super peaceful. And I'm just holding a cup of coffee, realizing how incredibly insignificant we are in the whole world, that this whole ecosystem. And I just, I, it, it was just such a moment of peace and calm, you know, and so I'm a big, I'm a big believer in uh, animals and good on the zoo for taking on things like that and, uh, and making accessibility and working with memory, especially. I think that's just fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for sharing that memory. I could visualize it. Like I could oh, see you, I could see you there. Yeah. <laughs> it made me want to 
have that. I've, I've felt similarly. I like the Grand Canyon, mm -hmm. but you know, that sounds particularly uh, special. All right. The third story comes from the U.S. Senate. We have a new Congresswoman, Senator LaFonza Butler, who is the first openly black lesbian to join Congress and the sole black woman in the Senate. She is appointed to fill Diane Feinstein's vacant seat, who we just lost, and becomes the third black woman as a U.S. senator until a special election is held. Mm -hmm. Whew, nice. Wow, that is great. And one of the best things about, about that is that she is openly a lesbian. She's openly herself, right? She's not trying to hide it. And I think that's great, right? You, everybody should be able to live their life out loud. And so, you know, good on her. I'm really excited about it. And, you know, and also let's not forget the intersectionality of it, right? Mm -hmm. Not just she's a lesbian, she's female, she's black. There's, you know, there's whole intersectionality and, um, you know, she's being accepted, right? Yes. Not tolerated, accepted. And I, well, to the extent, I mean, I, you know, we can't talk politics, but to, to the extent, you know what I mean? She's being, you know, I yeah. just, I just think it's great. You know, when any kind of change, when there's one, there can be two, when there's two, there can be 10, when there's 10, there can be a hundred, right? It's just starting that ripple. And I bet you weren't seeing many people like that in that uh, many women of color in power when you were a kid, probably not. Right. This stuff really matters. It, it matters. Um, I didn't see any people of color in positions of power anywhere, really, until I graduated from college with my undergraduate degree and moved to the Washington, D.C. area. It was really a, um, you know, why I thought I could be somebody. I have no idea because I didn't have examples, right, to look up to. So imagine what's going to happen now that we do. I know. I know. I'm going to take the world by storm. Everyone yeah. is. This next generation is so awesome in what they do and what they believe and how they just redefine the American dream. I, I just, I'm so excited about it. Me too. And that's why I always have hope. Yes. Always. Mm -hmm. Okay. The fourth story comes from United Airlines, which will become the first airline to allow passengers with disabilities to filter flights based on wheelchair accessibility. So the travelers will be able to input their wheelchairs dimensions and the website will prioritize flights with cargo holds large enough to accommodate the chair. Mm -hmm. And it uh, comes after a complaint from a passenger whose wheelchair was damaged. And they're also refunding the price difference for passengers who must choose more expensive flights due to wheelchair size. This is pretty good and great comprehensive policy. Well, I'm a little shocked that there was an upcharge for getting I think on it had to do with the time and it had to do with like the time. So if like they wanted to take a noon flight, but the mm -hmm. noon but the flight that had that space for the wheelchair was later and they would three from the price difference. Ah, I see. I yeah. see. Well, I think that's, that certainly is a great story. You know, I hope, um, you know, a great timing for United because one of their big competitors is having a lot of issues around diversity right yeah. now. So, so, so good on them. And, and I hope that that will extend into the service that people receive at the airport who need to transfer to the, the airports thinner wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes that can be difficult for people, but good on United Airlines for thinking about accessibility and the, the challenges around it. 
Yes, good on them. Finally, it's the first, you know, so hopefully it won't be the last. And I, and every time I share a story like this, it just makes me um, grateful that these aren't even the things I have to think about. So right. awareness of my own privilege. Mm-hmm. And we all have some privilege somewhere if we think long and hard enough, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, the fifth story this week comes from Minnesota, which has a number of hospitals taking steps to provide culturally appropriate hair and skincare products to patients, including those with textured hairs or those who wear hijabs. Mm-hmm. This is to help improve the patient experience. Right. Right. I, I just, I, I think it's beautiful that they're doing this. I just hope they ask people beforehand. Sure. Right. right? Yes. Um, because sometimes good intentions can go upside down on you. And I would hate to see that happen because I think the intent is there. The desire to make the impact uh, is there. And I think that would just be beautiful. Just, I would just say to people, just don't make assumptions. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, and I think don't make assumptions. And I think it sort of goes along with the United story in that it's one thing to sort of set up the system and make sure that there's a process in place. It's another thing to make sure that the employees are trained, right, and have that cultural competency. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's going to be really important here, as you as you pointed out. Right. And the cultural sensitivity. Right. Yeah. We can all you know, we can all be a little more sensitive at, at all times, I think. Absolutely. Well, Charlene, it has been an absolute delight having you here on Five Things this week. This week's call to action is to subscribe to the Fortune Race Ahead newsletter. We'll put that link in the show notes and in the chat. It's a great source of inspiration and DEI news every week. I love that newsletter. Charlene, how can folks get in touch with you? Um, Well, like all of us, I'm all over social media. My email address is charlene at charlenewheelis.com. And that's one L um, because we will get confused on that. And then, um, like I said, I'm on all social media. You can DM me. You can hit me up uh, at any time. I'd love to love talking with people. And if like with all of us, you know, we're all here to make an impact. So if I can help you in any way, you know, to your listeners, you know, uh, reach out and don't forget to get a copy of the book. <laughs> Such a great book. So I should, I should reread that book as I enter my year of shine. Uh, thank right. you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Charlene. Always a pleasure. I adore you and hope you and everyone else has a great week. Great. Thank you, Bernadette. Thank I you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to five things in 15 minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my Five Things newsletter, join at fivethingsdei.com. I'm Bernadette Smith, and I'll see you next week right here for Five Things in 15 Minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI 